0: the great scott show and as they head into the final furlong all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of
1: speed by the great scott show the champion
0: with scott prather steal the show To the great Scott show on a thursday and joining me this morning free recorded is former nfl wide receiver former raging cajun wide receiver a state trooper doing the hard work for our community
2: and a guy that's right about sports okay guy- and you're in you're wrong Let's just start with that.
0: That okay? Uh, according to him.
2: According to listen. So the last time I was here, it's you James said James Butler. You said, and I quote: "I think they'll beat the Spurs, but I don't think they'll beat the Clippers. This is it. It was yeah, a great season. Imagine that. I, and I what would, did I say? What did I say? I said, not, I said, no sir, we're not doing that. Well, you think they're going to the final So did I, did I say that? Are you did going come, to? Is it that,
0: about to happen? Did that come out of my mouth? Uh, I didn't say
2: that. All I said was, nah man, we're we, we we'll going to, to the that. playoffs. We'll get to
0: that. No, you were right. And I was like, when I saw Paul George wasn't playing, I said the same thing.
2: That did that like that didn't matter.
0: Well it did it did matter. I mean it, it impacted the game.
2: He would have scored like five points. I you mean, know you know you know a it playoff was awesome. P does. No,
0: yeah, but but playing P um uh positive P is in positive uh test. So you got me. I, I was wrong about something, James.
2: You was wrong about a lot of things. Well, you, I just don't come on here and I, broadcast. I have
0: it. to. I have to come on all the time and make predictions. I mean, like, like, my margin of error is is like extremely wide. I mean, you come in a few times a month, and you're, I mean, you mean you're wrong like ninety percent of the time with like over the top takes. That's not true. So I think for you to just come and look at me and be like, I'm wrong and you're right. I mean, I feel like that's disrespectful.
2: No, it's not because I'm just repeating what you said. You're the one that said. Yeah, I was wrong about
0: it. I, I, I didn't think they'd be in the playoffs. It's awesome. They're right, there. So it's tied one-to-one. It's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of
2: it. Let's draw the line right here, right now. Let's just forget everything that was said in the past. No. You let's, said no. Let's, I'm not going to forget
0: about some of the <laughs> ridiculous things you've said.
2: But did I say that? I like how, not, I
0: like how you're like, I got Scott. He didn't think the Pelicans would be in the playoffs. He thought they would lose to the Clippers back when he thought that Paul George would play. And he th- said it would be tough, and they won.
2: You know what, though? Now like, I have to question if you're really a fan. All right, no, I just, have to question just, that just because that. how can you say these things? You want me to show fan? you
0: want me to show you my bet slip when I put a future on the Pelicans to win the title because I could show you that?
2: No, I mean, I could do that. You know, no, anybody, you couldn't, no. I get a guy on the street to do that.
0: Oh yeah. Today I'm talking about when it was 50,000 to one and they were awful.
2: Yeah. You well, want me to
0: show it to you? I can show you on my phone.
2: Nah, man. Nah. See, that's why. I, no, yeah. what you
0: don't understand is that I can make predictions and be glad I'm wrong and objectively look at something and hope that I'll be wrong about a team I root for. And that's something that. You, as a super fan that has no objectivity, can are capable of doing. And that's okay. I wouldn't expect you to. You don't work in sports media. You, you're you a state trooper. You're a good guy. You're that's, a former player.
2: Guy. No, listen. I do work in sports media. I do. Really? Okay. These, What's the name um, on the page jack What's my this name? Uh, I don't know yet. I gotta figure <laughs> it out. But look, <laughs> but look, man, for real, like you know, how can you say these things? Like I, I come on you team, sound like see, see, you- people want me on this show because they know that I'm very realistic, but they also <laughs> I tell them things that they that they wait, 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 that wait, they want to hear. No, no, no,
0: wait, wait. Did you say they want me on the show because they know I'm realistic? Yes, is that what is that what it is?
2: What did I say? Like, what did I say? That's, that's are we going to are we really
0: going to do this every time? No,
2: do not bring up the James Winston thing. Trevor Simeon got
0: is going to lead us to the problem that could have happened did if he got into the playoffs. No, it it happen? could have happened. Did, did it happen? But if we did if it, the, not no ifs. Did it happen? But listen though, James listen. Winston's going to win the MVP. It did it happen? The Saints going to win the Super Bowl this year? Did it? Did any of that stuff happen?
2: He got hurt. Did any of that stuff happen? James Winston got
0: hurt. Oh, uh, did Paul George get hurt?
2: No, he got sick. Okay.
0: Did Paul George miss a game? But he would have scored five points. Stop, stop. No, (laughs) stop, stop, stop. Just stop. We're not going to waste time going over the ridiculous things you said. We're just going to acknowledge that you're a super fan. And I do agree with you that that's, I think that's part of the reason that some listeners, I I don't, I mean, I think they're wrong, but they feel like you have some charm. And I think it's that, I think it's that. That that fan in you that they that they love and appreciate.
2: No, it's not that. It's the fact. Really? that... Really, they 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 listen like, to you
0: because they think you're going to like break down and come up with
2: good, real yeah. Like they're, they're like, yeah, this guy knows. You know, he knows what he's talking cool. about. This is what I want to cool. hear. So you come in with that negative energy. Negative. They don't want to hear that, man. They're That's super not, fans didn't too. Did you
0: hear me yesterday? I mean, I was, God, Monday I was feeling good, and that was yeah. off of a loss. I was feeling great.
2: You know what you do? That's what I want you to do. I want you to create a poll and put on there. Does the listeners think that I am a super fan and I'm not realistic? The majority of it would be no. Everything he says is true. We listen to it. We abide by it. You know, whatever. And no then really. do another poll and say, is Scott wrong about mostly everything that he says?
0: No, come on. Now you're trying to slant things and you're bringing up people's personal feelings. Huh? Oh, yeah, you're You're let's, right. let's, 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 You're right because I know Troy going to vote like let's, 17 let's, times. Let's, Hey Troy, I mean hey, he was, he was he he t- he emailed me Monday. He's like, you know, the bad. The, I get the play-ins in there because of the money. He said, but it's basically giving the one-seeds a buy.
2: Did the Hawks win
0: yesterday? No, but oh, okay. but last year every every team that played in the play-in won games in their first-round series. So, All right, it's not a buy. I mean, it's not a buy for Phoenix. I mean, it's not it's anything but a buy. yeah, I know they're in for a dogfight tomorrow. But
2: man, you know what though? I, I have to say. One thing that I didn't anticipate, and I guess, you know, with the whole thing with how, you know, it's it's tough for me to watch the games and stuff. And I catch them every time that I can. Um, But one thing that I didn't anticipate is how these guys, it, it doesn't matter, 23 points. They don't care. They are not giving up. Yeah, and that's a testament you, how to coach. Not
0: anticipate that if you watch. No, the team no, this year? no. I've watched them. Yeah,
2: but I'm just saying, like you know, nice on national TV. I can't get ballet Sports like that. I have to like go to someone else's house and watch it. So, if I'm not working, I have to try to travel to go watch the game, you know. Or I'm keeping up with the live feed on my phone. But, man, these guys are. These, and and that's a testament to the leadership. Honestly, what this? So what? What were some of the speeches that Willie Green gave? Like I couldn't, you know, I turned my I turned my sound off because I couldn't take Reggie Miller anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was watching Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels back on uh, on Tuesday night. I don't know nothing. I mean, it wasn't like the Friday night you got a friggin' fight that yeah. was yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, you know, matter of fact, talking about it being. You know, but I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't have any, I didn't watch on TNT. So I don't, I don't know what was said, you know, in the, yeah on the bench, you know, whenever he's talking to the players, I'm not sure. But I, I you know, that if it had been something like last Friday, it would have been, been you know, all over yeah. Twitter. But, um, but yeah, man, now, you know, a Devin Booker's hamstring changes this series, but you know, I'm, Still not willing to pull the trigger on them when the Pelicans doesn't, win in the whole series.
2: Doesn't change anything. He could have been in the game.
0: Doesn't all right. Honestly, all right. I'll let's, stop. Let's, let's I'll be, stop. Okay, I'll stop. Right, I'll right.
2: stop. <laughs> because let me say this. Let me say this. This guy is amazing. Okay? Like, this guy is 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 as advertised. I'm telling you that you're right now. At me
0: the, you're looking at me in the eyes when you say that.
2: Listen <laughs> to me. This guy is... Well,
0: thank you. Oh, you're talking about oh, Booker. Okay. I thought you are talking
2: <laughs> about me. Man, listen. This guy is amazing. Okay, like I, you know, we we don't really watch as much Phoenix games, and I I he I, I heard you say we like, <laughs> you know, I heard that he was in the MVP, you know, race and all that other stuff. But he's now I see, he's amazing. Now I see, I'm like, oh man, this guy is.
0: Now in the second half, he went out of the 4:35 mark. He hadn't scored yet. Brandon Ingram was already up to double digits in that quarter. Right. I mean, Ingram's right. play was sensational. Booker's play in the first half was just un- yeah. it was it was godlike. It was like this to right. I me mean, he can't he can't miss. But despite that they're only down 5. That's it. And then they're up whenever he exits. And I knew something was up and it it sucks when someone gets hurt. So I'm not going to be one of those people that mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, yeah. no, it it sucks for him." Obviously for Phoenix depending on the severity of it. Pelicans fans are focused on this series. If you're a Suns fan and I'm not, but if you're a Suns fan, you're, you're thinking about the big picture here. You were up two zero in the finals last year. You've mm-hmm. never won a championship. Chris Paul, clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the best ever, ever. It's going to be 37 soon. Like, it, it, there is an element to sports. Injuries are a part of it. Luck's a part of it. Talent's a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not one thing singular thing it is a combination of all of these things and and who knows maybe maybe Devin comes back maybe Phoenix rides all the way to a championship I don't know but what I'm telling you is they're they're freaking out more freaking out maybe is a strong term they're worried not they're not focused so much about the worry of just this series now they're gonna say hey next game and and we just got to win they're more worried about long term and that's I think the Pelicans, long term in the postseason, the Pelicans, they're more just kind of playing in a vacuum because mm-hmm. for the last month, like, gotta play our way into the play in, gotta play our way into the playoffs. Right. Now we're here. Like they've it hasn't been like they're not, they're not they're not like you, James. They're not thinking we're gonna win it all this year. They're literally just like, we just gotta win today. Right. No, and 16, I, I think yeah. the Suns are saying that, but how does that impact the team? Your best player, mm-hmm. Is out and you don't know how long. And you're 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 the pressure of. We had the best record. We had home court throughout. And now this guy's gone. Now when when you lose your best player during a game, it impacts you differently than when you have time to prepare for it. Obviously, right. and Phoenix will right. they'll have you know game plans and other things if he's not able to go. But that um that's one of the big to me. You know, from a national standpoint, Booker's one of the biggest stories of the postseason right now. His status.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. What- Two parts of that. So when you're missing your best player, yeah, like the play on the field or court is affected. But really, like you got to look at what type of leader they are too. Like, you know, if they're an emotional leader, if they're a guy that, you know, rallies the team together with the words and that. But I don't think he's that type of person because they have Chris Paul. So I think it's just a, a standpoint from like the play of it. Like they're going to miss his play. Rather than like the leadership part of it, so to say. And if 30 <laughs> some points in the first half. 31 points. Man, seven, that, of, he was seven
0: of, you made seven threes in the first half. Listen, man, seven that was ten. unbelievable. Just couldn't okay? miss.
2: But speaking on a hamstring injury, though, I don't think it's that serious because I've pulled my hamstring before and he walked off the court. Yeah, you could see in his face he was in pain, but. It didn't look like it was when I pulled my hamstring. When it was like you can hear it, and you literally have well, he's, to be uh, he's on crutches. Clearly,
0: he's clearly tougher
2: than you, though. Yeah, yeah. he might be. I don't know. You know I mean, you, you, well,
0: to, to compare yourself to one of the best in the world is typical listen, James Butler fodder on these airwaves.
2: Listen, I could DM up if I had. Why aren't to, you why, why didn't you try for the USFL? But, nah, I'm not, Come on, Scott. I'm not doing that, man. Why would I do that? A uh, good point. Good point.
0: Someone came in the other day. It was Moongraphon. He's like, "Hey, you watch the USFL?" I'm like. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, no disrespect to any of the coaches and players that are obviously working hard. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I hope, I wish the best for all of them. With all of the options I have, sports-wise, right now, like I, I
2: just can't get into
0: mediocre football. It's not college. It ain't the NFL. We've we've seen this before. And I, I honestly, I'm not even. I hope it works. It's just I'm not. I have zero in. There's no interest. Yeah. There's no. I, I seen
2: I seen a few clips from it, and it did look kind of unorganized. Like it just didn't look professional, right? Well, and and I they was just they like just,
0: they all kind of came together. They don't have the same facilities. They don't have the same um, talent. Obviously, they don't have yeah. the same access to all of the things that the NFL has. I mean, it's it's minor league football, and yeah. do you like minor league baseball? It's fun for a game, but mm-hmm. like. Are you like, man? I'm going to follow this minor league team from start to finish, like the whole season. No, like that's that's not. It's just maybe there's a Triple A team out there in a city, and they have a few fans that are like, I'm going to every game. Yeah, but you know, every player there, like even the best ones, as soon as they're really good, they're gone. Yeah, it's like you can't. It's not. It's not the same thing. Well, hopefully
2: they pick it. Hopefully they you know get it together and make it more like advertising and and just making more organized and cuz the few clips that I seen I was just like man this looks this just looks it's, I'm not interested you know but like you said that could be because there's a lot of other things to watch as well so
0: ESPN Lafayette, had the best ticket in sports um James Butler our guest uh unfortunately we don't have open phone lines now james had to pre-record some stuff because of his work schedule which is understandable but man wanted to get in wanted to talk felt like he had some edge on me because i i I guess you thought that was the first prediction i ever got wrong
2: no i know what,
0: i I, I've, i've come on in this i've i'm wrong a lot I take that's the beauty that of sports, though.
2: I take that back, man. We on the same team. we rooting for the same team. Right. We want to see the same results. I, I want, take that back. I want
0: them to win. Whether I, 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 whether I, I would say, I believe objectively they can do it or not. I mean, that's different. I, I was invigorated Tuesday night. I really was. It's late. I usually yeah. am in bed much earlier. Like I'm like, definitely. how can I go to bed? Like, definitely. it's it's so fun to watch a team grow and all do it the way they've done it this season and. You know, I, I don't get as caught up in the national media stuff. I know it, it bothers you. I I follow you on Twitter, and it bothers others. Listen, if if as far as the national media coverage goes, you can look at it one of two ways. You can say, look, they are ten games above five hundred, below five hundred, they are an eight seed. Like, yes, yeah, some are going to pick them to to not win a series or maybe get swept. Right. The other way to look at it is, all right, there's a difference between not believing in a team and not paying attention. Like, you're ripping the team when they're 1-12, 3-16, 18-30. Okay, fine. Right. But when they started to turn it around and it was the same, yeah, they suck. They're not going anywhere. Why are they doing this? No one wants to play there. That's when you deserve a little heat. And I know it I know it bothers some folks, but like, it's, it's not going away. Like, that's going to be there. Don't, don't, there, there's other people that don't like Pelicans fans enjoying a win. Yeah,
2: I
1: don't they know don't, why.
0: They, they, they're like, oh, well, who cares? Or what's the deal? It's like, don't let if if you're enjoying it, whether you're a bandwagon fan or you follow them all the time like James and I, don't let that soak any kind of. They, if they don't win another game in the series, and I'm not predicting that for the record, okay. if Pelicans don't win another game in the series. Tuesday night was still fun
2: as hell. Yeah, it was. Friday it was.
0: night was fun as hell. The playing game last week that you were trying to make me feel guilty about being at without you was fun as hell. I mean, yeah. that. I, I think, James, and this is a good segue. We'll take a quick break when we come back. I think on one hand, it's it's just trash talk and fans, and some people don't like their hand. But I think on another, there's the ring culture aspect of all of this mm-hmm. that I want to get your thoughts on as a, a former high-level D1 college athlete and a guy that was on an NFL roster and a guy that follows sports as closely as you do. What has ring culture done to the idea of celebrating – some aspects of, of sports. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Gerald Broussard, the G man, talking about former college athletes. He's going to join us a little later this hour. has no idea James is going to be on. James was in John's wedding, John Gerald's son. Yep. Just going to have to mess with G when he comes on. Yep. We're going to talk to G a little bit about it. And this is a conversation we'll broach with him as well. Don't go anywhere. This is the great scat show on ESPN Lafayette on a Thursday. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
2: station chuck a smoke ball throw my gas mask and pop my tape on. by the time you figure out what went wrong light up a jetpack and, and i'll the balloon
1: pop poppy pop pop balloon, pop pop balloon, pop pop and balloon, pop pop time I
2: back in the you can to take the but you can't
0: take the great Scott show James Butler in the house, former NFL wide receiver, former Raging Cajun wide receiver, at Samaj Reltup on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't have to look it up that time or ask Okay, it. All
2: right. I appreciate that.
0: Ring culture. So, a lot of folks were making fun of Minnesota last week, Want a playing game to get to the playoffs, which I, I, didn't even, I didn't even mind. I mean, the TNT crew, it was... It was I don't I don't mind jokes. It's fine, but then there was a there was a, a another section where it was almost like disgust. Like oh my god, how pathetic! I'm like, are they not supposed to celebrate? Like, yeah. act like you've been there before. Minnesota hasn't been there that much. <laughs> yeah, you know, expectations can bring great expectations can bring great disappointment, and for some franchises where it's like look, we want to win a championship or everything else is a failure. Well, okay, that's some pretty high expectations and the odds of that happening are low. Like, Alabama football currently, that's like... It's a bus, yeah. That You're not going to enjoy some of the moments as much as others and whatever. I, I remember the last time the Yankees won a title. And it was, it's been a while. It was like the last out, there was just like, oh, just like this, like almost this exhale and like these shoulders drop, like, thank God. Instead of like... Oh my god, we're the yeah. world champions. Like I get it's different for each team, for each fan base for everyone. But there is nothing wrong with celebrating sports. There's nothing wrong with enjoying moments. The idea of oh what's the point? I mean, who cares? You didn't you don't have the rings. Ring culture for two things in my opinion, James, for NBA and particularly the best players of all time and for quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. I feel like it's it's seeped now over into just regular sports fandom of, oh, well, you know, that's all that's all that matters. I mean, what are you right. doing for it? I mean, if you can't win that, then what's the point? If you don't do this, it's like you can have fun on the journey. The end destination is good for one team in every sport every year. That's it. Mm-hmm. No one else. You think ring culture is kind of poison some from enjoying the ride of sports?
2: Yeah, and – I think it's because, like you said, some fans, that's all they see. But I think fans like you and me and some others who actually, you know, watch the team and get involved with the process. And when I say get involved, I say, you know, actually, like, look at – for the like the Pelicans, so to speak, how they came from three and sixteen, and how you know they're in every game, or if, that, if they're getting blown out, they're still fighting to get back into the game. We look at that. We look at where they came from, and we already deem in this season as a, as a success already. Like yeah. like you said, they it can is. they can lose <laughs> every other game and. They can we lose the still, next
0: three games. They could be done on Tuesday. It, yeah, you're look and we'll back still and, throw them
2: a parade. Well,
0: I, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, not, I know what, you what I'm mean. saying. You know
2: what I'm saying? But um, for organizations like the Lakers, you know, it's like we don't even want to be in the play-in. So that back and forth between the Lakers fans and the Pelicans fans, they're telling us we suck because we're in the play-in, but you were literally fighting to get in the play-in so you can get to the championship. Oh, have right.
0: 17 championships. You know, About seven. so Yankees fans, twenty-seven rings. Like, yeah. Okay, so other teams aren't supposed to celebrate.
2: Yeah. But the culture too, because if I could like give a comparison, look at like, well, from my personal experience, if you look at when I first came to UL under Bustle, mm-hmm. compared to when I first, like, when I ended my career with Hud my first year with Bustle, we went three and nine, so, and then we went on the streak of just losing games. Then that last game, we beat ULM. And it's like we won the championship. You know what I'm saying? Because we were just so tired of losing. It felt good. Whereas with HUD, it's like if we lose a game, we're like, we're, we're so down on ourselves. Or even if we win a game and we feel like we didn't win convincingly.
0: But I imagine it was different year one with HUD compared to your last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys went nine and four every year. You have four New Orleans Bowl championship rings that you have hidden away somewhere. But that last season, it was kind of like, Man, we should have been ten and three. Right. Yeah. That first season, it's definitely. like, dude, this is what a this ride. Is crazy, you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. It's where you are, but to look at it is sort of not a case by case basis in this entire. Yeah. Everything is the same. I think it's just stupid. Like, enjoy the moments. That some of my so, from a Saints standpoint, ESPN Lafayette Scott Prather James Butler. Uh, unfortunately, phone lines not open this morning, but. The 2009 St. season, obviously is, is is the best, right? They won the Super Bowl. All right. The next two seasons that I enjoyed the most, as somebody that that follows the team, second favorite season ever was 2000. So unexpected, so out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Every everyone expected them to be terrible, and they won their first playoff game ever, and it was. Heck, there were people popping champagne. Oh, why yeah. are you doing that? That's dumb. Like. Why 34 years in <laughs> yeah, a playoff game? Yeah, like, it's yeah. incredible. Finally, right? You know, a team like the Niners would laugh. Oh, who cares? What, who care? I, I care. for yeah. <laughs> like, come on. This is, yeah. this is you. You put in, you put in. The other one was 2017. As heartbreaking as it was when it ended, and it was. I mean, Marcus Williams, and I, I, I didn't even want to think about it. It was such a fun ride because the expectations were not high that year. They had come off three straight seven and nine seasons. There was questions whether Sean Payton still had it. They started out zero and two, did not look good in the first two games. Adrian Peterson was the big offseason season story, like, yeah. and then suddenly they start winning, and then you see these rookies, and you are like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. this, this, this is going to be more than just this year. This, is, yeah. the next season. Very disappointing. Every every game felt like make or break, and you went 13 and 3. You had the one seed, but there was this anxiety of you gotta win it all because yeah. that was the expectation. You knew Breeze's window, all this stuff. The next few seasons, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the wins, I did, but they felt different. And then last year, I, I'm only speaking for me. I There there were some games, you know, in the 0-4 Simeon games and all that that were very, very frustrating. But I think I had more fun with the wins than yeah. I'd had in a while because it was like yeah. the expectation with all they went through wasn't... I mean, j- if they had made the playoffs and they almost did it would have just been amazing. So how you go year to year, how you are as a fan, and I think if you're a fan of a team for a long time, like bandwagon fans, it's fine. But there's no denying that for fans that... Stick with a team and suffer. The reward is always going to be more rich. Always,
2: yep, definitely, always.
0: And you know that because you 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 ride or die with your teams. Nobody yep. would question that, James. Yep. So nothing against bandwagon fans. If you want to do it, do it. If you want to jump on, jump on. But if you're one of those fans, like I, I don't I don't root for Minnesota teams. But I'm looking at those Timberwolves fans. I'm like,
2: they deserve okay.
0: that. Yeah. If if they're a WNBA fan, then they've won some championships. But they're probably Viking fans too. Never won a Super Bowl. Had one of the best teams ever to not play in a Super Bowl. The Twins have won World Series. It's been a while, but they've lost 13 playoff games in a row. Uh-huh. Minnesota's been to one conference finals ever. Like, it was as far as they got with KG when he was at his peak.
2: Mm-hmm. Let him enjoy the moment. Let him enjoy it. yeah. And then I seen, like, LeBron posted, like, a whole bunch of laughing emojis. Yeah. I'm like, what's funny? Like, let them enjoy that, man. Like, these people – listen, I-, I bet the atmosphere inside that building was crazy. Then you got – Pat Bev crying. You know, you got like and he's it, he's just,
0: emotionally, you know, there was the history with the Clippers there, but yeah, yeah, like I I I didn't mind the jokes cuz some of them were funny, but it, there's there's that line between a joke and like okay, now you're just like why now you're being bothered by it? Like yeah. why does that bother you? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I I don't know. And and that's like you said that is weird. Not that I, not that you break it down like that. It's like cuz I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with it. Like I was like I was happy for him, man. Honestly, because I know how that feels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know how that feels. Because Wednesday night was I, we, fun. We Shrew felt the, the same Center way.
0: Friday night, late after the win against yeah, the, yeah, we felt fun. the same
2: way. Maybe we fun. didn't celebrate yeah, as maybe hard. We
0: didn't do a second line. I mean, look, they they probably went a little harder. I'm not just dis- I'm not yeah. discounting that, but I was just it 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 made me think about this idea of like it's it's the ring culture. It's the if you don't win a championship, it's a complete failure. Winning a championship can be every team's goal. It doesn't mean if you don't reach it that that you that you failed.
2: Right, but that's hard to, especially for a player, that's just hard to wrap your head around because it's like that is the goal when you work so hard to get there and when you don't, it does feel like you're a failure, so to speak, because you didn't reach the, reach the ultimate goal. Like all the little small accolades, yeah, that's fine. Oh, we made it to the playoffs, but it's like, that comes with time. Like, because at the moment, you're like, man, once you sit back and start to think about it, you're like, okay, well, you know, we did make it to the playoffs. We did, you know, do this. We did make we it We accomplished this
0: far. a lot of our goals. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, initially, as a former athlete, well, I'm still an athlete, so I just say that. But initially, as a former athlete, uh, you know, the initial blow of not making it to a championship. It's tough initially. Like, at the beginning, you're like, man, listen, uh, true story. I was so afraid to lose that last bowl game to Nevada. Like, I was throwing up before the game because I was so scared to lose that you game. You it was your last one. I, and, I, and, I, man, I was on 10 because I was like, I do not want my last game. I don't want to be that senior class to lose the New Orleans Bowl. Like and I just and look so, <laughs> Coach Muios comes up to me. He's like, "Hey man, <laughs> if you have a bad game, we're gonna lose." So
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
2: pressure. We're gonna lose no if you pressure. have a bad game because the type of cover is gonna be open. If you have a off game, we're gonna lose. And the first play of the game is coming to me, so <laughs> I'm like, "Dude!" So I, I go up for the coin toss. It's me, Boris, and I think, uh, Trevin's Pat. And after we do the coin flip, I go find the nearest trash can. I'm you throwing threw up. up, not because I was afraid, but because I was so like wired. I, I did not want to lose at all. Like I was just it was at a ten. I was just so like focused, and I just, I found the nearest trash can. And one of the, one of my team was like, "Man, are you all right?" I said, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm all right. I just I just had to get that out." And then we got the ball first, and I'm like, "Here we go. Got to make shot." Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure I catch this pass, man. To to you know move the chains, but so that that really what goes into the mind of an athlete when it comes to, I guess you could say championship or bust. You know,
0: ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. That's not to say that when it ends, there's not. I think every team in the playoffs when when they lose, they're going to be disappointed. When Definitely. the season co- comes to a complete end, they're going to be disappointed. Um, there are some teams. Yeah, I mean I've seen it. in New Orleans. More than once, right? It's not like the Pelicans have this illustrious history where kind of pack it in early, just play through the 82, and you're just ready. They're just, it's over. I can get to the offseason. I'm done with this. Um, There is some of that, and none of those teams are celebrated, right? Mm-hmm. They're not celebrating, and, and, you know, it's it's give and take. They're not being celebrated, and they're not celebrating. They're not really wanting to be there, Um but for all the ones that they're having a good year based on their expectations, what they've accomplished, what they've overcome, whenever it comes to an end, like Phoenix had an incredible season last year. Devastated when they lost game four. It was, I mean, you were two wins away from a championship. Devastated. Yeah. I mean, there, there's part of them that that may never get over it. But many years from now, they're going to be like, it was a hell of a season.
2: I was torn too, man. Hell of a season. Because I love Monty Williams. You didn't see me tweet, Monty Williams, my dude, I hate it, had to be him. Yeah, man. I love money, but I like Giannis too. So and Drew. I wanted Giannis to get his first championship and Drew, but I, I love Monty too. So I was torn. I couldn't celebrate either way. Like, I was just like, man, I felt bad. But then I, at the same time, you know, I, I just like the way Giannis carries himself. So
0: ESP and had the best ticket in sports. God, Prather. James Butler uh, recorded uh, a little bit. His work schedule wouldn't allow him to come in live. You are listening to the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coming at you on a Thursday. Your uh, your schedule tonight in the NBA playoffs for uh, for Thursday night. Give me a second here.
2: Scott, let me ask you a question. Who you think? What team you think will win? Out of Alvin Gentry's Rondo, Drew, AD. And I guess I could say the Cousins. You mean the team from hurt. four years ago? And then this team. Who do you think will win? I mean, that's – I don't know. I don't know.
0: That team four years ago went in on a five-game winning streak. They had a 10-game winning streak, you know, at some point in the season. They swept Portland. Yeah. And AD was at his – dare I say it is his peak. Mm-hmm. Miritich couldn't miss a three. Remember, he started yeah. shaving his beard. Defensively – and Rondo just had that that playoff IQ where the game kind of slows down. I don't know. That's that's a good question because from a matchup standpoint. I mean, I I think the team four years ago was better than this, was had more talent than this mm-hmm. one. Current and now that's not to say that I don't know, that's a good question. It's hard not to get caught up in the moment right yeah. now. Yeah. Because Ingram and and McCollum, obviously, the addition of him, Valanciunas. is set. Uh, I don't know. What about you? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think this bench, definitely, the young players are far and away. Definitely, and you, didn't, you know, I don't even remember who. I don't even think they had a rookie that year. It was, if they did, I don't even remember who it was. I but don't think so. Yeah, I don't even think they had one that year. It was, it was very, very different. I think this team is deeper. But that team, and they look, they lost in the second round. I think they won a game, but maybe I they got swept. But they, they, were, they were, they were, they were playing the Warriors with Durant well, yeah. at his height and, you know, yeah. they went on and won a championship. I mean, they they ran into one of the best teams in the history of the NBA. But that team probably would win if I had to just not be in my moment right now. But um, but this team probably has a brighter future. Now, you thought it was a bright future then, but AD in the offseason was was already mapping his way out. Right? They didn't re-sign Boogie. They didn't re-sign Rondo. They didn't really sign much of anyone. Uh, They did sign for Payton that year, but he missed half the season. It was just – it this pocket of success right now feels different. It It feels more sustainable because of the youth. I mean, you have three rookies that are playing huge Uh, minutes in the playoffs. I mean, a lot of rookies, unless they're like a high lottery pick, aren't playing much at all um, in their first. You got, obviously, um, McCollum and Brandon Ingram. You know, Shunas is just a, a monster on the boards. Larry Nance Jr., what he does in this matchup with Phoenix. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I I think this team, that team four years ago, probably would have won the series, but this year's Pelicans team has a much brighter future. Yeah, and, and, and you could time. I would say like by next year, yeah, that team, this team is as it's currently constructed, if Zion comes in plays. Um, I think the team next year, when all is said and done, whenever their season ends, will probably be better than the team you're referencing
2: from 2018. All right. What about you? I I would have to agree. But see, when when questions like this come up, I go to the actual matchups. Okay, who's going to guard Rondo? Who's going to guard Drew? Like that. So I'm thinking, okay, Rondo is probably going to be CJ. Drew is probably going to be her. And then I just so then it gets kind of like
0: I think they might put Herb on AD. Honestly. You think so? Maybe for for parts of the game. Now yeah. AD's got a lot of – but they'll they'll put Herb on, put him on the best player, right? Unless it's Jokic um, or yeah. somebody that's yeah. like huge. But a lot of the time, it's like just put him on the best guy. And AD was playing so much on the wings in that series. And then Mira, I mean, who are you putting on Miritich? He's he's knocking down threes. You know, Ingram, I guess. <sighs> a big stretch player right there.
2: Would have been a fun series. See, and, and this is this is why I have to segue, into I was wrong about Jackson Hayes because I seen a tweet after game one, and it showed how the Suns were guarding Jackson yeah. Hayes, and I said, well, I know you don't want to take him out because of his his wingspan, his length. And his defensive presence. I get that. But we can't drive to the hole if they're not guarding him on the wing. That kind of takes away, you know, that really takes away from Brandon Ingram's game, if you think about it, because he likes, you know, the little short pull-up jumpers or Uh whatever. So I, I said, you know what, maybe we need to take him out and put, you know, my boy Tony Snell in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we need to do that. You don't want to do that. Come on, man. Maybe,
0: maybe Trey Murphy, not Tony Snell.
2: Come on, man. Tony Snell is, is not bad defensively, okay? He can knock down a couple shots. He hadn't played in a minute. He can knock down Except a couple shots. Three minutes he got in game one. But I was wrong. Or because. The Clippers, rather. Jackson Hayes played well. He did.
0: And, and and it's not just you. We were all wrong. I mean, you looked at Jackson Hayes in the game one matchup and you were like, just doesn't fit. Willie said, no, we're going to ride with it again. We just have to trust him to make the right play, okay. not stand in a spot. And. Basically, Willie said, we just have to trust them and he pointed out all these things he had to do, and then Jackson did it. Right. I right. mean, he's running on the fast break because the Pelicans are owning the boards and looking like his dad, a former NFL tight end, catching it on a seam route, throwing it yes. down, active, all over. You don't have to sit in the corner there. And his activity kind of shook some things up. And then the pass he had to Ingram when he knocked yeah. down the three, like, I, I don't know if it was luck or it was it was detailed and and, you know, it was... He knew it was the absolute only and right play to make, but no, it, it worked out really well. And then that allowed you to bring Trey out a little bit later, right. bring Nance out later, go for a size matchup. Try to how how can you make him an asset as opposed to a weakness? And it's all about game plan, and that's that's Willie Green right there. You know, I'm looking at the 2017-2018 uh, Pelicans that that swept Portland in that series. By the time you got to the playoffs, you didn't have Cousins, you didn't have Jimsa. Right. Frank Jackson, by the way, was a rookie, but he was on IR. He didn't play at all that year. So you had Drew. You had AD, obviously, at his peak, which was – I mean, he was he ridiculous. Was, he was ridiculous. one of the best players in the world. Miritage. That was kind of your big three in the playoffs. After that, I mean, Rondo, Etwan Moore, Solomon Hill, Ian Clark, Darius Miller. From a bench and depth standpoint, this team's got more of it because the young players that are just, they're, they were playing better than some of the guys. I mean, no, nothing against Ian Clark, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't get any minutes with this team. No, he wouldn't. Solomon Hill wouldn't either. That's true. Darius Miller? May, may, maybe. I don't think Mirage is a probably. good time. Oh, no, you forget how good he was at that moment in time. He I mean, was he 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 unlocked that team because once he started once he started getting hot from three point range, um, it opened up everything for. I mean, it
2: was just a terror. Drew's defense, he's a yeah. terror. I mean, but we got eating, Herb, so I mean, not yeah. really matter. But the one thing, man, I, I gotta say this: I was kind of disappointed in Herb a little bit, man. What? And I was texting my sister, when? not not defensively, oh, but the game Tuesday night, like, cause I was like, why is this guy? Cause it it just seemed like he was afraid to shoot sometimes. Be careful.
0: He 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 knocked down. There was one time where he looked to shoot, then put it on the floor, and it was a mistake. But he knocked down a couple threes. But I was I mean, like,
2: he, man, shoot the ball, man. That, that,
0: that happened. That had been one time.
2: It happened twice. Come on. Now. It happened twice.
0: I don't. know. It would take a lot for me to be disappointed in him. I
2: mean, that dude. Nah, man, I do. He's he's a beast. He's a second beast.
0: round pick. He start. You look at Murphy and Alvarado. Well, they spent time in the G League. They've come around. Herb Jones was starting game
2: yeah. two. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Everyone's like, That's "Boy, crazy. Pelicans really off. They're having to start a second rounder." It's like, "No, he's not starting. He, he he's not starting yeah. because, you know, they have no one else to put there. He's starting because Willie Green realizes this this guy play. I mean, he looks old. He
2: yeah, he does. He
0: plays and looks like he's been in the league like eight or nine years.
2: Yeah, but he he couldn't guard me though. So I mean, it's all guard you in what basketball."
0: Guard you in like uh, on on the interstate when you're pulling him over.
2: No, like he can't guard. Dude, me on he the would court. swipe. No, he would not. You
0: could go in there with all your gear on. Before you know it, your hat, badge, gun—he'd no. have it all. Nope, not on nope. Earth. Nope. Why, why you always have to turn this into a the James Butler show? That's nope. James Butler. I'm Scott Brather. We're going to take a quick timeout, take a look at a couple of the other matchups in the NBA happening tonight. A short segment, and then we'll talk to Gerald Broussard, the G-Man, going to come on with us. He doesn't even know James is going to be on yet. So
2: So what are we talking about, old college football players? I mean,
0: we're going to – G G has something he wants to – a word he wants to get out about something, but we'll talk some football with him, and then I just want to – we're just going to see how it goes. Okay. Listen, you don't want to overthink it with James Butler or Gerald Bruston. You you want to just let it happen. Yeah,
2: for sure. just want to just let
0: it happen. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports – We'll take a time out, we'll be right back, right after this. show James Butler in the house pre-recording early early because he's got work at these hours but when the guy says he's got something to say and wants to come in I I can't deny him that right the people have listened the people enjoy it whether they are embracing him laughing with him a few occasionally laughing at him in a in a playful way
2: there's nobody that's laughing at me. I don't know. Man. I've laughed
0: at you a couple times.
2: I mean, because that's you. Like everyone else, <laughs> I don't know. Else is like, I
0: don't know. What? You, all right, let's. You're a superstitious cat. Mm-hmm. You have you. You're the poor lady in your life. God bless her. I mean, she's amazing. I've met her, and I'm still wondering like how she puts up with you. What do you have? You 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 got her. Forcing her to like super weird, superstitious stuff for the the, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. What oh yeah, definitely,
2: doing? definitely. So, let me just say this: Reggie Miller was getting on my last nerves last night
0: on Tuesday night.
2: But listen, I'm so, I'm so like superstitious when it comes to stuff like this. So like, if the Saints are playing and I'm listening to the audio of it, if they're doing bad, I cut the audio off and then, like, turn on my music. But I, like, if they do bad on a particular artist that I'm playing, i switch it up and play another artist. That's how superstitious I am, Scott, okay? Like, this is me. This is me you right, talking
0: Right, right. That's fine. If you want to if you want to do that on your own, but you shouldn't bring other people in. You shouldn't right, bring right. family so into I'm, it. I'm,
2: I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. So I said, so, of course, I'm watching the game with my lady, and I said, listen, you have to watch this with me because the playing game with the Clippers she was asleep i was up stressed out and i said this is no fun you have to watch this with me because i was about to wake you up so a you couple pulled times you were her
0: out of bed to watch a game she Pretty didn't much, not want to watch yeah and
2: i said you have to Shame watch this with you, James. me so listen so i'm i i i, t- I turn the audio off and we're listening to music and they start winning and what this music, is when we start going on are we, are we here? just you know a rapper you know okay. um kind of smooth you know type of mellow music you know just we're not trying to bring the house down you listen know we just Gunna? no no I definitely don't listen to that <laughs> uh, so so once they win I said listen you have to watch every single oh. game with me now you cannot like this can you have so even, to
0: be, even after they lost Sunday you were making her watch it
2: she didn't watch it Sunday
0: and she watched it Tuesday she watched it Tuesday so now you're putting so all said, of it yep, on her yep
2: then, so when they beat the Clippers, she was in my presence. So she's
0: going to watch with you tomorrow night? She was in my presence, yes. Well, what if they? What if the Pelicans lose?
2: Then we have to switch something. It's the music I was playing.
0: You're going to make her root against the team. No, I'm not. That you're rooting for. She's going to regret all of it.
2: One funny thing she kept, saying, though, she kept saying, though, <laughs> she kept saying, she was like, what is wrong with Valachunas? Like, this guy, he, he's, like, clumsy because he what kept is wrong with him? I don't know. Ra- I,
0: more like what is right
2: with him. Yeah, I know. He, look, he's, he
0: was, he's not – he is not like athletic in the traditional NBA sense. I mean, he does rumble around, but I love that
2: dude. Yeah, she she was just saying like he he was like all over the place, and she was uh very intrigued by how fast Jose is. Like she was like every time he touches the ball, he's like sprinting. And so yeah, say so, like, what's but,
0: wrong with the, what's wrong with the big Lithuanian?
2: He's kind of and she's like infatuated with the beard. She's like, look at his look at it's, his
0: beard. I mean, it's amazing. I wish. My son, it's like my son's favorite player is Zion, but Zion's not playing this year, so he's right. really into Valentino's. He's like, Dad, grow a beard like that. I'm like, son, I could I could not shave until I'm a hundred. It will never <laughs> it will never happen. You know you know when when Jonas's hair gets a little frazzled that he had a great game. Like but yeah. it's a little it's just rugged now, he's yeah. been what a great addition because yeah. early in the season when things were going bad and guys were hurt he was the most consistent player yeah, he, he was. was putting up big third in the league in double doubles this year ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports we'll talk to Gerald Bruce starting a little bit ask him about some of his superstitions uh tonight though on the docket Minnesota and Memphis who you picking I'm picking the Grizzlies games in Minnesota but I'm taking the Grizzlies
2: I'm taking Minnesota
0: uh, Utah and Dallas, the series that continues to get put on NBA TV because no one's into. God, how did Utah lose a game to Dallas without Luka? Like, come on. Things, 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 things seem to be – talk about expectations. Last year, they're the one seed. They get beat by the Clippers in six games. This year, there's a little I, – I. because the game is in Utah, I'm taking the Jazz.
2: I'm taking the Jazz, too.
0: Denver, and even though I on, think they, really call this if out. they get out of the first round, they're not getting any, anywhere farther than that. Uh, don't and even then, say this
2: next one. Don't even say it. Just skip to the next Denver one. and Golden State. Don't even say it. It's in Denver. You know who's going to win this
0: game. The, the MVP, Jokic, just, I mean, come on. You know who's going to win this game, Yeah, Scott. Golden State's winning it. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. Gerald Broussard going to join us. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott. That is James Butler. And... For those of you that have been listening, we had to pre-record this early, early as James is uh, working at this hour doing doing the Lord's work. I like that you're making you trying to make me feel guilty I by like being that. at the playing game last week. Why, is that what a friend would do?
2: No, a friend would bring a friend to the playing game, I knowing did. that that friend is a very, very super fan. I know?
0: did. I brought a I brought a friend of mine that was a super
2: fan. Yeah, that's that's. But it wasn't me. But no, it wasn't. wasn't. Okay, well, that's, you work? that's the issue. Well, I mean, I thought you were working. I wasn't out working.
0: Oh, well, I mean, sorry. Have it's
2: you been it's to okay. Ga- have
0: you been to some games this year?
2: It's okay. I'm not answering that. No, answer I'm the not, question. I'm not answering Why not? That. Listen,
0: have you been to games this year? I have been Who to games this year. Who gave you, you the
2: tickets? Uh, a friend? A friend gave me Who? tickets. Yeah. Who? You, you, you. All gave
0: right. Tickets, Don't go anywhere. You the Great ticket, Scott man. Show continues after this. <laughs> The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the 8 o'clock hour, a little after 8. I'm Scott. That is James Butler. And, uh, we are going to, I don't think you can hear us yet. We're going to put Gerald Broussard on who James knows. Well, James was in his son, John's wedding, Gerald, you guys know, Gerald, that G bro G bro too. On, uh, on Twitter, color analyst, rage cage football on the radio for years, friend of the program. There's something really special coming up next week and a number of things happening, but Gerald, first off, good morning. We we got a surprise for you. James is in studio, and I uh, I just want to know, like, does he have? He was in your son's wedding. Like, does he have the dance moves?
1: I hope you're not hearing my my directions come over. But Jim, uh, my son John didn't drink till the, till his wedding night, and and so uh, you know I kind of worried about what that was going to be like, and, and we were in the. I don't know, Jim, what do you call that thing? The trolley, I guess, yeah. after the ceremony. And, and, and you know, John's first step, he said, I don't know what this is all about. It's kind of overrated. And so I was a little worried about how that was going to carry <laughs> on later. But, but uh, you know, I, I'm not a dancer, and there was no room for me whatsoever at the, the, the event that went on. They had, a, they had more than a good time, but it, it was fun to see.
0: James any any questions for G before we uh we move on here and to talk some ball
2: No I don't I don't have any questions man I just remember that night was I had so much fun um specifically to the first drink thing I remember uh Boris and Young, who also was in the wedding he actually was snapchatting on video John's first drink and so he he's videotaping John take his first drink and under the caption he put this is his first drink, and then he cuts the camera and puts it on himself, and he puts it, and he's drinking, like, a Bud light, and he said, this is my 1,796 drink, and it was just so funny. It was funny, but yeah, it, it was a good night, though. It was a very good night.
0: So, um, Gerald, you know, you, you listen to the station from time to time, and James has become kind of a regular on here. Uh, I'll call him a series regular, right? And he... There, I, I, don't, I just, I'm out in the community. Sometimes people are like, "Man, I like when you have on that former receiver. He's, he's funny. He's got some good takes. He's, he's a super fan. Hey, you, you always talk about how weird all of us radio guys are. Are you surprised that James kind of just fits like a glove, or is basically exactly how you would expect?
1: No, uh, he's weird too. Now that's my point. That's my point. That's why he fits like a glove, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, he he's gonna he's gonna get along just fine uh, in there. And I know as a fan, and then I think that at a young age is is when you know you get to be a fan and you get to learn to be a fan. in his background, James' background, coming from the New Orleans area and having that passion for sports and stuff is something that, you know, we all grow up with as, as players and as athletes. Well, what happened with me, which made things different, was I got out of that and got into coaching. And when you're in coaching, you you, you get away from that kind of stuff. And, and, and so you just don't see it the way we do. You know, I, I think about uh, Chris Lano, old Cripper. And, you know, Cripper fit right in with y'all because of his uh, quirkiness too. And and you know him and James ain't from far apart now. So uh, you know, I'm just saying it does not <laughs> surprise me at all that that uh James would would enjoy being around y'all and that that he would do a good job with all of that. And and you know I I, I know we talk about uh, you know players and coming through and stuff. And and dude, I, I'm not gonna let it go unsaid. James was a special player and then had a lot of lot.
0: Gerald broke up there. I swear I did not push anything. He was complimenting you. Oh, are you still there, G? Look, look at me. Man, my hands are not, not on the board. There it went. My hands are not on
2: the board. y'all see how he paid on me, man? Gerald was
0: giving this nice compliment and suddenly he like went out for a second. And James looked up looked up at me like I did something. Like, dude, my, I'm, I'm nodding in an agreement. James was a a, a great this Great man, college
2: football player. This man player. hating on me,
0: man. It was an NFL camp yeah. catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. Why
2: would you unplug the thing, man? I
0: did stop. See, now you're just making why stuff, are you the I like, didn't unplug was... anything. I didn't <laughs> unplug anything. Uh, Gerald's going to unplug if we don't um, shift gears for a second. So I, I got an ESPN Lafayette. Great, Scott. show. I'm Scott Bray. That's James Butler. Gerald Bruce started on with this. I got a question for y'all, but I'm going somewhere with it. Um, James, you were – you were much younger in 2006. Gerald, you were a little younger. I was as well. Um, what do you remember? Where were you when Steve Gleason
2: mm-hmm.
0: blocked the punt in the Saints' dome-coming game where they throttled Atlanta 23-3? to But, of course, goes without saying, I'll just Cliff Snow's version. It was so much more than just a football right. game after Katrina. Everything, all of it, it's one of the most memorable moments in the history of the franchise. There is a statue outside of the Superdome commemorating it. Where were you, Gerald? We'll start with you. What do you remember about that moment?
1: So I was coaching in Nacogdoches, Texas. I was working at Stephen F. Austin at the time. And and John will tell you, being out there in Texas, and look, I, I spent a lot of time in Texas. I worked with a lot of people from Texas. There is such a pride in the state of Texas and dealing with that. Jimmy, you know that from the kids that we brought over from Texas. Uh, but But when you're living in Texas and not being from Texas, you kind of get looked down upon from time to time, and and you know, you become a fan of everything Louisiana when telling people where you're from, and so for for that to be happen while we're out of state and seeing all of that happen, uh, you know, you, you bring it up, Scott, and I, I get the feast. songs just thinking about it, you know, and just just seeing it, and it was, it, it, it's movie script, you know, it's it's just stuff that you can't you can't make up, you know, when when. Um, it, it's, I don't know. I just, I, you know, it, it was special then, and it's special today.
0: James, you were in high school,
2: huh? Yeah. So my situation is a little different. You know, two thousand five happened. Um, so me and my family had actually just moved from Texas because our house was destroyed from Katrina. So we had just moved back to Louisiana from Texas in two thousand six, and that's when we moved to. St. Charles Parish to Homeville area, so I remember watching that. It was definitely significant for me because, and for my family, because we all were in the living room watching it, and it was just like when it happened, man. The emotions, just like we all were screaming and yelling, it was amazing.
0: I was uh, I was blessed to be there. Um, I was sitting close to that to the to the end zone on that side where it happened, and I've been to a lot of Saints games in my life. It's never been louder ever. Right. I was there for Hartley's kick. I was there when Akeem dropped the ball. Um, some great moments that I'm I'm fortunate enough to have been a part of. But that is the loudest it's 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 probably ever been. and yeah. ever will be. There was just nothing like it. Uh, and and I I say that to bring up what's happening today. And over at Blackham Coliseum today, between four and eight, you have the Fin Feather Fur Food Festival over at Blackham. Um, I say today. I'm sorry. Correction. A week from the day um, a week from the day, Correct. April 28th, a week from the day. It's, it's going to be awesome. And it's all for team Gleason, right? You are benefiting, uh, an organization yep. that's putting all their resources, resources into, into, trying to find a cure for ALS. And I know for you, G this, uh, this is, this is something, this is something personal for you on, on a number of levels.
1: Yeah, it is. And I tell you, and it is everything that we raise is going to go to Team Gleason. we calling it, that. we being a, a group of us, and I'll get to that also, are calling it F5 Benefiting People with ALS. And so we looked at different ways to try and help p- people with ALS. And, and, and one of the... the you look looking at whether it be go to research or whether it go to helping people live with the, I guess diseases is a good way to put it. But uh, and that's what Team Gleason does that's a little bit different. They're, they're not raising money for uh, ALS research, so much as what they are raising money for is to support and to benefit people who are having to live with the, with ALS and living with the limitations that ALS brings. And uh, you know that that has that goes back to like wheelchairs and 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 uh, computers and and facial recognition stuff. And uh, a good friend of ours, Dale Clark, has been diagnosed with ALS and is is going through the stages of it right now. And he's already recorded his voice with the assistance of Team Gleason, and um, you know to prepare himself for when you know he's not able to speak.
0: That's uh, it's it's such a, a cruel illness, but. They've also come such a long way, in, as you said, in living with it. So what they raise is to help those living with this illness and those that support them and have to live with the individuals. And you see Steve Gleason with his family uh, out there and bringing the awareness to it. And um, it's, again, the Finn Feather Fur Food Festival is happening a week from the day, Thursday, April 28th at Blackham Coliseum from four to eight. And I know some folks listen and you can uh, sponsor, uh, you can be a sponsor or you can have a cook team. So I know it's a lot of great food and fun, Gerald, but what, what does the event consist of?
1: So what it is, it is a cooking competition and we've got 40. 40- I, between 43 and 45, we were going to cut it off at 45, but I think we we're, we're cutting it off at 43 teams that are going to cook in there. And, and it's it, the, the title, Fin, Feather, Fur, speaks of either fish, fowl, or game, and Fin, Feather, Fur Food Festival. And so what it is, you get a ticket with your tickets, you get all the food and drink that you'd like, and, and we have over 40 dishes for you to sample. And and you, you go around to all the different dishes and, and you sample them. I've got a couple of teams in there. One team from, from Deepwell Equipment Rentals, who I, I work with, Deepwell is going to do a, a rib dish. And um, I'm not really sure what they're going to coat it with. We're in debate on whether or not to do tie ribs or, or what. But but uh, And then my other team, my goosehead team, Oles and Luquette, is going to do a tongue tacos and so it's, it's beef tongue, but he's, he's going to make tacos out of it. Uh, we've got one dish is, and then, um, people may not like when I say it, oh. but it, but they're, they're calling it the crawfish, uh, um, how are they putting it? It's crawfish bandage stew and it's, it's raccoon. And so he's going to make a stew out of raccoon, but then we've got some other traditional type dishes that are, whether it be game fish or fowl, and, uh, and, yeah, you just you go in you get your tickets. You can get your tickets straight through Team Gleason, and you can go on Team Gleason's website at teamgleason.org slash F5 and get your tickets. They're $40 a piece, and it will get you all the food and drink for you from 48 eight, as you said, Scott. We'll have judging early. We'll also have a live auction in there going on. Uh, we've got a Drew Brees jersey. We've got a Joe Montana uh, Notre Dame, Jersey. We've got a Steve Gleason, Jersey. We're hoping to have Steve Gleason join us. He actually spent the weekend in New York, which he hasn't traveled in a while. But he spent the weekend in New York, and it kind of depends on how he is feeling after being gone that that long. But um, you know, we're, we're 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 hoping to have him. If not, we will have a video of him addressing the people. And and as we said, it's just. A group of us got, kind of got together, and we get together weekly for breakfast. And, was, and when our friend Dale was diagnosed with it, it was just, it's just a way of trying to draw attention to it and in support of Dale and what his family is and will be going through. And we want to invite anybody in, in South Louisiana and that, that hears this, anybody with the ALS, you and your caregiver, if, if you want, we, we, you get in for free. Uh, you know, with HIPAA laws, we, we're not able to locate those people. They're not giving us the names, but it's going to be a Blackham Coliseum, as you said, Scott, a week from from today, on the 28th, from 4 to 8, and you can call me. Uh, Scott, you have my cell number, and my cell number is area code 337-316-6032. I give it out on the air for anybody that, that knows somebody with ALS that may want to come and join us and come and spend time with us. Uh, we, we'd like to do that. As I said, we're going to have a live auction. We're, we're going to just have a lot of fun and fellowship in there and, and, um, you know, in support of, of Dale and, and all people who are living with ALS as well as the caregivers that, that are going through this with, with our friends. And, and, um, uh, you know, we, we try and do things with different, uh, uh, charities in the past. This one is, is very, very personal and will be to us both for a long
0: time. Again, the Finn Feather Fur Food Festival, um, Traditional good food, some stuff maybe you haven't tried before, but uh, if you want to be a sponsor or get a cook team, you can contact a number of people, including Gerald, 337-316-6032. Learn more, get tickets at teamgleason.org slash F5. That's for the Fin Feather Fur Food Festival. And uh, it's all benefiting people with ALS. And I think it's a perfect way to spend a Thursday. You go eat some food, have great company, support a great cause. Then when you go home, you know, Saints still have two draft picks they're going to make after that. So you get to go home, you get to soak in some good food, talk some football, then afterwards go home, watch some draft and enjoy yourself uh because it's again, it's it's a great cause. I know how much it means to you and obviously your friend Dale uh thoughts and prayers go out to him and for everyone out there that's dealing with this this cruel illness but one that continues to make strides and how, um, you know, people are, 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 battling it. And it's, it's through a number, it's a number of reasons why, including stuff like this, events that help benefit people with ALS. So Gerald, I appreciate you sharing that man. And, um, you know, it's great that y'all put together what what looks to be a week from the day, just a great evening of, of great food and a great fun.
1: Yeah, we're, we, we are looking forward to it. And like, we, we've talked about it, you know, Orlando, Tom, go to this disease and, and, uh, you know, when 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 first found out about Dale and, and and went through it, he's been going through it for a little over a year. You know, he you hear about it, and I'd ask him, and I said, "Well, dude, I know something's wrong, but you got to tell me." And then you know, he had to wait to tell family and all that, and I was frustrated. I, I, I knew something was up, but, but you hear about all this stuff. And I didn't know near then what I know about it now. And, um, you know, knowing what he he's going to go through with it, but his attitude and, and, and his spirit for what he's going to do and what we're all going to do with him together is, is neat to see. And, and we just kind of want to share that with the people that are going through it and the families that are going through it. And Jimmy, you know, I mean, it's all about pals, helping pals and, and, you know, you, you you have teammates, you have friends, and, and, and I've been knowing Dale for almost 12 years now, and he feels like a teammate. He's a great supporter of the Cajuns, and, um, you know, he's he, he just he's a pal. And, and so we, we want to be there for our pals, and, and uh, it, it's a neat thing to be able to do. And, and, and I met Steve, actually, at Jimmy, at one of y'all bowl games. He spoke okay. to the team, and I mentioned that I just hung up with Jake. I was talking to Jake on the phone and Jake alone. And he talked about what a good teammate Jake was, and that was, you know, not a good guy. And all he just said, hey, he was a great teammate, and and you hear that, and that's, you know, it's kind of what it's all about there. So it it makes it really cool to be able to go through and uh, and and to be able to show the support. And look, we've we've raised in the six figures so far. We're hoping to, to double what we've gotten, and uh, it's going to be nice to be able to present. Team Gleason with a check, and and like, like Scott said, the 337-316-6032 is my cell, or you can go direct and you can donate straight to Team Gleason, just the Team Gleason Foundation. backslash f five, and and everything we're raising we're We're given to them, and then we we we're going to have a team Gleason's actually going to be at the event to collect, so it's not like it's going to any f five event or whatever it's going to team Gleason and team Gleason is benefiting. People who are living with ALS, and uh, you know, through wheelchairs and through face recognition software, through face recognition devices, I didn't even think about it, Scott. But just the arm that has to raise the the, the face recognition device, you know, costs a number of dollars. And and, and uh, a few of us went over there, met with them a while back, and uh, they've been uh, super responsive to everything we're trying to do. And look, UL has been awesome. I mean, they they they've made some concessions for us to have it there at Blackham that are very beneficial and we're looking forward to to having it there. And and, uh, and we're just excited to have it. And and we're a little nervous. It's going to be a little stressful, but it's also going to be a lot of fun.
0: Gerald Broussard has been our guest. It is, and it's going to be awesome. And it's an amazing cause. Everybody can get behind that. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. That's Gerald Broussard. James Butler is in the house. Uh, I know G calls you Jimmy. I just... I, I can't call you Jimmy Butler because I think of the player Jimmy Butler. Right. But how
2: many people call you Jimmy? The whole team. The whole, like, UL community. thats It's Jimmy. That's, but that that's didn't me. start till you got to college. That, yeah, that didn't start till I got to college. You know who, you know who started it? I think – I want to say Coach Witt started it. Okay. okay. I want to say Coach Witt started it. I wouldn't
0: be surprised. It. I mean, I know Gerald, you know, um, everybody nicknames. But I guess uh, a strength and conditioning coach probably does the same thing
2: too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I you know, gee, I am just glad he got one that isn't you know it's better than J butt or something like that. I know I was talking to Jake Deloam. he was like, man, Gerald gave some of us nicknames back in the day that we can't say <laughs> on the radio.
1: So, well, yeah. I mean, you know, Troy winger has been living with the, with Jagermeister his whole life. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, so, so he's yeah, he's, he, a, uh, he's got a PhD now,
0: now. Doctor winger but he's still just Yag to so yeah. many. Oh yeah, that's Doctor
1: Yikes. Yeah, so and he can explain that. I don't. People ask, "Why'd you call him out?" And I just tell them, "Ask him." He knows the story, but uh, he earned it. And, and and you know, Jimmy and and I we would talk about. Uh, it, it, I refer back to him as James on the radio when we talk about the receiver core and and and, and that group that came in together. And, and Scott, you know, I had several arguments with Kevin Foote about the quality of that group. That group that James came in, James and Boris and that whole crew. And how good uh, Lawson and the were good, 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 good. And, um, you know, James went through some knee issues and stuff, but but I think that hampered him a little bit. But, you know, you, you, when, when when you go back and you think about him and, and people refer to James as James all the time, and it's just hard to say that. You know, it's just – and uh, so I, I – you know, and I wait, know wait. it's hard to say he's the he's word. Jimmy. It's hard to
0: say the name James or it's just hard for you. Yeah, it's name me, James. It's Jimmy. No, it's hard for you. James is not a hard name to say. It's not like it's, it's J- James. Instead of using a normal Twitter handle, decided to do his names backwards. That's hard to say. But, you know, James is not hard to say. It's just hard for, you know, you because he's, he's Jimmy to you. He's Jimmy Butler.
2: Jimmy B. Yeah, but
1: that's
0: what I'm saying with me. You're agreeing with me. I agree. Uh, okay. All right, G. Good uh, Good stuff, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Final question for you, and then we'll let you run. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Very, very – this is the general easy question that James and I and Jimmy and I are going to ask you. What do you think about the cages next season, G? Sorry I can't get a little more, um, (laughs) you know, definitive with the question, but uh, general, generally, because it is a big transition. It is a new head coach, granted one that's been there. um, It is a new – a lot of new players, a lot of new staff. It's it's new in a lot of ways. So, what are your thoughts on the Cajuns next season?
1: Yeah, I got to see them a few times during the spring. Like what I saw, have some concerns about some of the stuff that I saw. To be honest, too, I think that you know depth is going to be an issue. I think that the spring it was hard to tell a lot of of what's going to go on simply because of the lack of depth in the offense the defense. I really like the way the defense is playing. Coach Morgan's got them getting after it and stuff. Uh, Guys up front are playing well and and, and can run now. I'm talking about can run. At every level, the Cajuns can run. And, And if you can run, then you got a chance all the time. So I like that part of it. I think the kicking game is going to be solid in there because you got Reese back and 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 Amandais is going to come back, so I think that'll be good. The offense, is, as we all know, is is going to depend on on the quarterback position. I think there's some skill in there at that, some talent at that position. It was kind of hard to show through because of the lack of depth in the offensive line, to be honest. Uh, I, I like our, uh, our talent level at the receiver core as well as at the tight end position. And, and so I, I think that those guys, you know, some of the transfers, we know that's going to hurt. I mean, that the, the, the just is what it is. You lose that kind of quality of talent. And there's, you know, we always used to say there's a reason they transfer. Well, that has changed. Uh, nowadays, uh, people transfer not because somebody didn't want them, but because somebody else did. And that's a total different situation than what Jimmy went through when they were playing and what I went through when I was coaching. So this transfer portal has made things a lot different. But I like this the talent level. Of the skill positions and of the defense, I do have some concerns about the quality and the depth of the offensive line. But I like what Coach Norwood does, and I think there's some some opportunities for them to be successful. I think it sets up well. I think the schedule is really good, gives us a chance to kind of grow into where we want to go and continue to keep that 13 win game win streak going. Um, So I'm I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, and, and look, I'm a big fan of Mike D's too now. So. They um, got so excited that he's getting Michael Desmos getting the opportunity to be the head coach. Yep. You know, George Munoz and I are very close, so I'm glad to see Coach Munoz come back. Uh, I'm, you know, Coach Morgan is is a special guy, he's a Cajun too. So yep. I, I like the staff that Coach D put together, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play.
0: Yep. Gerald, appreciate the time, man. Great catching up, and we'll talk soon.
2: Coach Z. You bet. Much love, Jimmy. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, too. She's like the coolest dude, right? I mean, like father, like son, huh?
0: I got to see that old Snapchat that Boris did of John drinking. taking his first sip of alcohol.
2: The way he orchestrated it, though, was amazing because he had, like, John right in the the lens. (laughs) And so you can see John, like, tasting it what 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 kind of drink was it? i I can't remember
0: maybe it was like it was like hard it wasn't
2: yeah, beer. I, I, I want to say it was liquor
0: yeah it wasn't like a wine
2: no no cooler. No, no 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 it was liquor and you could you can see like the discomfort in his face kind of like he's like oh, okay this is what it is and so Boris has all this on camera and he flips it on himself and he's taking yes. like, <laughs> like he's down in the drink and the caption says for John, it was this is his first drink, and when he flips it over to himself, it's like this is my 1736th drink.
0: It's good to have a teammate that hypes you up,
2: yeah, man. Good the, times. Dr. I actually got a uh, and Yama. get with John, man. So, this Shout is just a John reminder.
0: Bruce where Great Scott Show continues speaking to teammates that can uplift the squad. There's one doing it right now in New Orleans. We'll explain, you'll hear from them next on The Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports.
1: She's still shooting her work She
0: Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Air drumming in the studio, James Butler, Scott Prather, J. butt
2: Jimmy B, <laughs> Jimmy B, okay. Or like the old trainer, uh, I forgot his name. Did it? That's what Butler say. did it. That's what he always. I
0: you so. Funny you bring that up. Your first get, your first like appearance in a game that we've talked about your freshman year back when Bustle was still the coach. True freshman, you go in national TV Oklahoma State. Yeah. First catch ever is a touchdown, right?
2: It was a it, it was three back to back. So it was I caught a screen a hitch and then three a touchdown.
0: catches in a dream. Yeah, and I remember I was producing the game and I was doing the highlights and I used that line. The Butler did, the Butler it. did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah man. Who who knew that was jeez two thousand and ten. 12 yeah. years later, you, 12 and a half years later, or 12 years later, you're sitting in here and talking
2: I just, on the radio. I just, I just like, because someone asked me about that not too long ago. Like, just the story of like, yeah. how that happened. And they were just amazed at like, the sequence of events was, that occurred before that moment. Because this was like, what, the fourth, the fifth game of the season?
0: So, I think the fifth, yeah. And like I
2: hadn't played really at all. So maybe
0: six. It was in October when it yeah. happened because I remember it was at the festival day at KDN that same weekend. And um yeah, you you, you talked about it. your parents. there's the first game they didn't make. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly he's in there making all these plays.
2: dude my mom? I remember mom, Jay Walker
0: being like D- J- James Butler, a true yeah. freshman. Uh, Luling, I yeah. uh, haven't seen him this year.
2: James Had. Butler again. Yeah. James Butler yeah. touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> was, and, and my mom in true blunt fashion. Thursday night was like we're not gonna make it. And this is the, literally what she says. Your sister's on a date dang- their game is on Friday night. You haven't been playing much. Right. We're not coming. Like I my mean, mom mom said that. Like, but
0: it, but- do you blame her? It's like, no, she's, you, she's I, was, like,
2: I didn't take it. I we've said, been okay. to the
0: games this year. You haven't played. Your sister has something. Sorry, that's what we'll be. Yeah. I hope
2: you understand. It's You're like, right. sure, mom, no problem. No, because li- were literally, you superstitious after
0: that? You're no, like, mom, stay no, away. Don't no, come to any games. No, I wasn't. But
2: literally, Scott, like, I literally was like, I get it. Because I'm a look, look, Oklahoma State is ranked, it's nationally televised. I know I'm not getting in the game. So it makes no point for y'all to even come out here. There he is. And lo and behold, this is what happened.
0: Like, let's, let's put in the James Butler package. Much to the surprise of James Butler. Yeah, he's like, like, okay, yeah, give me the ball. Oh, give it to me again. Give it a touchdown.
2: Listen, if there's any time to throw up, it would have been when my coach <laughs> told me to get in the game. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, what?
0: You just needed a teammate to lift you up, right? Yeah. Who, li- who, who lifted you that up? Daryl
2: Surgeon. Daryl Surgeon. Because back then, like it's different. I'm sure they do it differently now. But back then, it was... My eye coach called us on the phone on the sideline, and I, you know, you hear it ring all the time. And then when somebody Butler phone, get the phone, and I was like, "What?" And so I got on the phone. Oh, the receiver coach, Coach Mason, Butler. I want, I want you and Surgeon to go out there and go make some plays, all right? And I said, uh, 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 yeah, 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 "Yes, sir." And I go
0: up. Eighteen-year-old James <laughs> out there,
2: and I go to Surgeon, I'm like. Coach said they're going in the next series. Said, Let's go, man! Come on, we go. It's go. that time, and I'm like, Te- teammates, you up. I literally said, "Dude, I'm so nervous right now." <laughs> I literally said that, <laughs> and then so the rest is history.
0: ESPN Live, the best ticket to sports. The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prair. That is James Butler, former Asian Cajun, an NFL wide receiver. Talking about teammates hyping you up, Larry Nance Jr., who was some said a throw-in in the McCollum trade. Not really. That was a big part of it. He underwent surgery after they got him, and he told Coach Green, new team, everything, new city, he's like, I'll be ready to play by the end of the season. I'll be ready, and I'm going to play. And Leighton's inserted. He starts playing more, and his impact in these postseason, you see it on the floor. In terms of hyping his teammates off, uh, hyping his teammates off, (laughs) hyping his teammates up, that just sounded weird uh larry nance is all about that too so sometimes you know sometimes the support characters you know need to need to uh need to uplift those guys and let them know like hey you know you're really that guy like hey i believe in you you yeah, know i believe in you and and bi you know i just want to be you know i just want to make sure he knows that this whole team is rocking with him Miss shot made shot turnover good good pass bad pass i don't care i'm rocking with him um that boosts his confidence and you know because i want
2: that scott high that's amazing man i mean
0: son of a three-time all-star slam dunk champ i mean he good basketball pedigree he gets it yeah definitely. he gets it um yeah i i love hearing larry nance talk i love watching him play and that was a that was a big hit it's funny too because obviously we you know we, we love josh hart but he and josh hart are really close friends yeah larry's and josh's wedding and um they thought for a minute they were gonna to get to play together. Yeah. And then Larry gets thrown in the trade. And it's hard. Look, you get traded. You don't know if you're gonna be with that team long term. The halfway point, you passed the halfway point of the season, mm-hmm. they just moved into each other's house. Yeah. So Josh yeah, is living in, in Larry's house in Portland or was Portland season's over now. And Larry's living in Josh's house and they were just Sending out pictures on Instagram and Twitter that were so funny. Yeah. Like every day, I got to wake up and look at this dude. And it's yeah. like a picture of Larry with his family, and yeah, man. Larry like took a picture. He's trying to get in Josh Hart's like wine cabinet, and he's like, "No, you don't have you don't have the key to that. I'm not <laughs> telling you where it is."
2: Yeah, man. Um, I, I'm I've been very impressed with the way. I don't think anybody expected for him to come in and and play the way he's been playing. Uh, but as far as the confidence part of it and him telling me, man that. Because basically you want B.I. to feel like it's his team, you know, because we, you know he has the ability to take over at any moment. I mean, heck, he did it Tuesday night, you know. So we, for us to be successful, we're going to have to continue for him to, to do that. He's going to have to continue to do that. So, look, listen, I have no problem with what he said. Hopefully he continues to do it and hopefully B.I. even more confident than what he already is, you know, because we definitely need it. Shout-out to CJ, too. I think he had a great game. I think it was genius playing Jose, uh, having his minutes stretched on the latter part of the game, uh, late third, fourth quarter. I think that was perfect. in the game. I think that was perfect because his energy is unmatched. Everyone else is tired. He's running around and doing what he does. So that's perfect, man. Shout-out to – also, I got to give a shout-out to Najee uh, Marshall, too, because he's – you know, he wasn't as effective Tuesday night. But definitely, in game energy, one, right? in game one in, he definitely be, had a, a good
0: be, game. A, be a pest. Yeah. Right? Be a pest. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, James Butler has been our guest this morning. What's your prediction? Come on, Scott.
2: Like, this is the one question you shouldn't ask me, man, because you know what I'm going to say.
0: Wait, well, you said the Pelicans are going to win it all. You're about to say something yeah. outlandish.
2: I mean, a prediction for what? It depends on what you re- ask. The rest of the post-season. Are we gonna Are we going to win? No, I'm, uh, I'm asking you about the, the rest game? of the
0: postseason. How do you? I don't why do know the you put me I'm in a box like you. this? Why? You, why do you put yourself in that
2: box? Listen, I'm not going to answer. That. I have to see. I have to see what's going to oh, happen. Okay. What's going to happen in this series? I have to see what's going to happen in the next game. I can't believe you're restraining like this. Because you're not going to do this to me.
0: No, I can't. I, I, gonna you gonna act like I me. force you. You're the one that. All right. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. James. He's changing. How can you how can you not pick him, James? Are you not a fan of the team? That's what the old James Butler would have told me.
2: No, I just that, you I need
0: to see what's gonna happen. You need to see what's gonna happen with what. You're not you're not making game, a prediction. I, I
2: need to see what, what the energy is like. And once I see what the energy is like, then I'll be able to make a prediction.
0: That's James saying. If they win Friday, I'm picking them to win it all. If they don't, then I'm not saying anything. Man. I'm just gonna keep dancing around the the, the, the question.
2: Listen, it's gonna be tough. We know that. But with this team, man. They just do. We've seen some NBA teams lay down. We've seen that. But this team, I don't care we're down by 35. No They're going to fight through it. So, it's, But what people don't realize, and I know you, you said it earlier, but what people don't realize is even when Devin Booker was cooking like that, we were only five, or we were up by three before he went out or something down, like that. Down and,
0: five of the half. They were up when he left the game at the 435 mark. Yeah. And
2: just being that close – when he's doing that, when you
0: look at the first half stats. Suns were leading every statistical category, and right. Devin Booker went off, and it's like it's a five-point game. Yeah.
2: So, and and I, well, I did turn the volume back up, and I did hear Kenny Smith say it, and he actually said, with Devin Booker doing that, you still thought the Pelicans had a chance yeah, to win. the game. That's what stood out to him. It was yeah. it
0: was when Booker was still on the floor, how they responded. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, look, Booker's Booker's status obviously is is one of the biggest stories. Of the postseason. Um, Pelicans are an eight seed, but it's tied up one-to-one. It's fun. The NBA playoffs have been fun, and it's always fun to have uh, Jimmy on. Not Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy B. Yeah,
2: Jimmy Buckets. Because if y'all want to shut Devin Booker down, just call me. You know what I'm saying? Give me a 10-day contract. I'll shut him down.
0: Jimmy Butler, are the Heat? The most disrespected team in the postseason. I,
2: I would right now. think. I uh, know it's definitely the Pelicans. How? But yeah, no, no, no seriously, no. No. The,
0: the Heat are a one seed seriously and they're not being yes. talked about at all.
2: Yes, and and I don't know why that is, and that's weird to me, you know. But obviously, they're a very good team, and and that Heat culture is something a lot of people don't don't give credit. Bulstra has been there a long yeah,
0: time. That NBA coaches don't use it. Popovich, Spolstra, like who's the neck Who's the third longest tenured coach? I That's a mini somebody. Pat Riley. I mean, Spolstra, Spolstra is one of only two coaches that coached LeBron and didn't get fired while he was there. Yeah. Now LeBron yeah, right. ended up leaving, and mm-hmm. then the other one's Teron Lew. And LeBron left Cleveland, but like Spo, Spo won titles there. And yeah. and even when LeBron left, he hasn't won any, but he got to a final. I
2: mean, he's done consistently, really, really good stuff. You're talking about tenured coaches. I know Snyder been with Utah for a while.
0: Not not as long as.
2: No, I know not as long, but I'm saying like it. I mean, he's probably the third, and Malone in uh with the Nuggets.
0: All right, let's let's look this up here.
2: Malone with the Nuggets. You got Snyder with the Jazz, Spoelstra, of course, Popovich, of course, um, and uh, I can't think anyone else.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. He's yeah. been there for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But not as long, right? I mean, Kirk took over in... 14? No. yeah, I, mean, I don't even think it's been 10 years yet.
2: I don't
0: know. I'm going to have to look this up before we get out of here. Longest NBA head coaches. Is Let's it 14? See. I mean, dude, Popovich is Popovich is number one. Yes, you're right, it's 14. Popovich won, been with the Spurs, been Spurs head coach since December of 96. Okay. Spolstra, been with the Heat since April of 08. Okay. Steve Kerr. Warriors head coach since May of 2014. Quinn Snyder, Jazz, since June of 2014. Mike Malone with the Nuggets since June of 2015. So those are your longest-tenured ones. Your next list of guys, it's all just been since 2018. Who do you think? Like, there's a gap there, right? It's three years. So five guys have been there a while. Other than that, no no one's been with their team more than four years.
2: Listen, I know you could care less. I could care less, and other people talking care less, but I have to ask you this question: If you had to place your money bet on who you think the Lakers' next head coach will be, who you think? I don't. Uh, I don't know.
0: I place money
2: on it. If if someone said, "Listen, place this bet right now," on who you think the next, Lakers' next head coach will be, and you had to come up with a name, who would you say? Nick Nurse. Why
0: would Nick Nurse leave Toronto? I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't. I'm just throwing a name. If I was him, I wouldn't. Based on the way they treated, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, that was kind of harsh. How they let go of a guy that won a title 18 months prior. I I don't know. I would. That's. I have no idea. Um. Next Lakers head coach, there's got to be betting odds on it somewhere.
2: I say go get Kenny Atkinson.
0: Now, Kenny Atkinson's a good coach. But the Lakers have decided, you know, after they fired Vogel, they could promote Fizdale. I can see that. Atkinson would be a really good hire. Um, Sam Cassell, maybe? I can see that. And if things keep falling apart in Utah, they might not even fall apart. But let's say things continue downward. Would Snyder maybe leave? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think think Utah, I think they would – I think they like him. I think they would ride with him. Like I don't think he's in danger, but Sam
2: Cassell, maybe he's been an assistant for 13 years. Nah, I I think I I can see Fisdale more than Sam Cassell. Just promote Fisdale? I think I can see that because wasn't he with LeBron in Miami too? I'm not sure. I think he was.
0: But are you just going to promote from within for a team that just had one of the most disappointing seasons but, ever? But also by though, their standards.
2: Also though, that wasn't. Um, What's the coach name? Is it's, it's, it's I'm losing his name right now. Who's that? The coach is Frank Vogel. F- that wasn't Frank Vogel's like picks for assistant coaches. The organization put them together.
0: It's the Lakers. Thing. I mean, I'm not gonna insinuate it doesn't. It does. I mean, they right. seventeen banners, but you have no future draft capital. LeBron is older. AD is injury prone. He's older. Like and the pressure is immense. I mean, what I don't know. It's I think it's going to be a guy that hasn't been a head coach before. That's why I'd I'll lean towards Sam Cassell.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports. James, thanks for coming in. Thanks for those for that listen, uh James, we had to record this early with him, but he's currently working out doing the Lord's work.
2: Well, actually, I wouldn't be I'm I have a Classroom training tomorrow. He'll be training. To or Friday, yeah. And yeah. So.
0: For a while. Tomorrow, well, Thursday, tomorrow, and for a while, he'll be training. So we recorded a little early, so we weren't be able to weren't able to take some phone calls. Um, but Jimmy B, I'm just gonna still call you James, or at Samaj
2: Reltop. Is there any way to change my Twitter handle?
0: Yeah. Sure, I'll show you.
2: It's not hard at all. All right. Cause I I've like, been
0: telling you you need to change it. It's too, I don't like the way you people talk about it. Talk I've tried to promote it. I just think you need a better handle. Oh, you know
2: what it's gonna be? Jimmy B. I think that's taken. No, it's Sorry. not. No, it's not. <laughs> I
0: don't, no, I it's don't not. think you're gonna find that one on
2: Twitter. Yeah, it, it's not gonna be taken.
0: No, you could maybe be like Jimmy slash B E E slash no. something. Yeah, Jimmy B ain't gonna be J
2: I M M Y B. Capital no. B.
0: No, that's I how much money you're willing to bet that that's not already taken? $20. $20. Oh, I'm going to do it right now. It's taken. You realize there are like a quadrillion people on Twitter, right? Yeah, I
2: know that, but th- that don't mean, you know. I'm going to do it right don't now.
0: Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show wrapping it up with one big thing. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. are
1: going to kick it. We're kick it. We're going to kick it. We're going kick it. We're
0: Welcome back into the great Scott show. We are up against it shows just about over. Big thanks to James Butler for coming on. Rage of Cajun softball getting it done on the diamond when they're ninth in a row yesterday, beating Indiana tomorrow. They will be uh, in Boone taking on app state 345 pregame tomorrow on our airwaves 1245 pregame Saturday, 1045 AM pregame on Sunday and then they will finally return home. Agent baseball in action tomorrow and this weekend against Georgia State. All of those games over. On News Talk 96.5, KPAL, big thank you again to James Butler and to all of you. I'll end the show by hitting on something we talked about last hour. Even if you don't accomplish the ultimate goal of winning a championship, it doesn't mean that certain things in the world of sports can't and shouldn't be celebrated, particularly by those who have worked hard to accomplish something. They're working their tail off. They win something. It's disappointing when a basketball team in college wins a conference regular season but doesn't win the tournament, doesn't play in March. No doubt it's disappointing, but they still won a conference championship. That's a college basketball example. In football, in the NBA, in MLB sometimes, the rings culture. Well, if you didn't win at all, what are you even doing or what are you even trying to do? I don't know. You're trying to celebrate. You're trying to enjoy the moments. You're trying to win rivalry games. You're trying to do a lot more. Jim Moore was passionate about that. What do you mean? Throw it in, mail in the season because they lost a few games? That's such a dumb question. Nothing to play for. You always have something to play for. Celebrate the moments as a fan. If you're a player or a coach, celebrate the moments that are worth celebrating. Not every single thing. But when you work hard and you accomplish something, even if it's not a championship, there are other aspects of sport. Don't let ring culture poison your brain into thinking the only thing worth celebrating is a ring. That's it for the Great Scott Show. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Gus Kattengale will be on for a segment. We'll talk Pels. We'll talk Saints, the draft, coming up next week. The latest on that we will talk a little Cajun baseball and uh, among other things NBA playoffs all coming your way tomorrow edition of the great Sky show don't go anywhere the Dan Patrick show is next on ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports
2: Boys, we can turn it out, to them out. So if you got something on your mind Let it out. Out.